0: You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Hello. Hey, how you doing, man? And
1: good morning to oh, you. Oh,
0: okay. you were not talking to you you're talking to the listeners. I see how it is.
1: No, I was talking to, yes. Oh, yeah. Both yeah. and. Oh, okay. I can that's, do that, that's, right?
0: That's good enough for me.
1: Yeah? How are you this eh, morning? I'm good.
0: I'm good. A little wounded ego there, but, um... I wounded know. ego.
1: <laughs> but I was like looking at you, but maybe potentially talking to Yeah, you were whoever's listening to this. Right yeah. Now. That's true.
0: No, I'm good. I am pretty good. Really no complaints. That Already, is, yeah, That's excellent. How are you? Is how is well, how I'm fine. supposed to Okay. As far
1: as you know. As far as I know. Yes. We go. My go to line. As yes. far as I know. It is getting to the point now where people say it back to me. <laughs> Just like that, Maybe <laughs> at the church be like, "How are you, Josiah? I'm like, "I'm fine." Like, as far as you know, like that's awesome. As far as I know. That's kind of cool. That means they're listening, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah, it does. Wow. Which means it's about high time for me to change it because it's going to get to the point where it's going to get into that slightly grading territory. Yes, where you're
0: being defined, by, yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. but not not mm-hmm. even necessarily grading for me, but like also grading for the people who ask me, like, "Oh yeah, Josiah's going to say that." That's just his default answer, and I you know see. what I mean. Yeah,
0: both hands. So do you have do you have a solution? Do you have a new? Oh no. Okay. No, no, no. Okay.
1: I do not. <laughs> In the words of my daughter, no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, so to speak, I, Josiah and Ethan, mm-hmm. have gotten that out of the way, our greetings, our corollaries. I feel like sometimes we're really short with that and sometimes really long. True. With the introductory comments. Absolutely true. Which I'm fine with. This is a little breaking the fourth wall here. This isn't breaking the fourth wall. I am just know. What is this I'm doing? Well, I don't I'm think you can break a fourth our, wall in a podcast. That's right. You are correct. Yeah, you have you've caught me in my <laughs> inaccurate use of terms. <laughs> but like some of the podcasts I listen to, mm-hmm. really long banter at first. Yeah, you get like ten minutes worth of banter before I they get. I don't think into we've the, ever done ten minutes. in The episode sometimes it depends. It gives me anxiety. Not often. I wouldn't say that frequently happens, right. but right, right. sometimes it's really long. And uh, sometimes you know, like we we get opening banter like coffee mm-hmm. like oh yeah found a new coffee today yes that kind of thing but yeah. here we are here we only have. like two or three minutes that time two minutes so Oh well, we are moving ever closer to the end of the Apostles' Creed. we are. We are closing in. We are down to the final stretch. Weird feeling. Yeah, and it's interesting because you get this whole kind of like long spiel in the middle on Jesus, and then the final articles are really just like, yeah, and we're just going to hit those things, you know? (laughs) Like little bullet points. Yeah, like we got to hit these, so, you know, like it felt like you're at the end of an assignment or a lecture or a sermon, and, you know, you got so wrapped up in the middle of what you were saying, and you're like, oh, crap, I have to cover these last few things. So let me just, you know,
0: it's like a student film and it's due the, it's due the next morning. You're like,
1: Oh, got to wrap it up with yep. exposition. You got to do it. <laughs> and gonna... Like, no, why did you have to do that? <laughs> Christopher Nolan? Why? Interstellar. Oh, man. Little joke. Go watch Tenet. Anyway. <clears throat> yes. So today's article reads thusly. I believe in the Holy Spirit.
0: Um, oh. Yeah, that's
1: it. That's it. That's the article. (laughs) Why
0: does this feel like the shortest yet most complicated and metaphysical article of the entire creed?
1: Probably because it is.
0: Excellent. (laughs) Oh, that's what I wanted to hear.
1: (laughs) Yes. So it is short and it is, it's packed. It's loaded. Obviously, there's a lot there they did not expound upon. I noticed there was not a lot of that. No, no. They left us to do that 2,000 almost years later, 1,600 years later, (laughs) give or take, you know. So yeah, we are now talking about the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. So we've confessed belief in the Father and the Son with an homage to the Holy Spirit's role. In Jesus' conception, to be fair, we paid homage, but now we're honing in on the belief in the Holy Spirit specifically. So Francis Chan, if you all know Francis Chan, the uh, beloved pastor, teacher, author guy. Author guy. That's his whole title. Author guy. Francis Chan actually wrote a book about the Holy Spirit called The Forgotten God. Okay. Which, side note, before we get any further along, I think it's a little bit misleading of a title, if you ask me, because it almost makes the Holy Spirit sound like a different God than god sure. you know you get into the yeah. kind of that weird like oh there are three gods like no 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 again in the words of abigail no 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 no, no. <laughs> no. but i think we get what he was trying to say
0: well it definitely feels like a marketing move to grab attention yeah like, like the forgotten oh, god okay. what
1: this is in the christian section what yeah. <laughs> you
0: know it, it raises eyebrows at least
1: yes it does so in that spirit i do tend to think that the holy spirit is forgotten sure for lack of a better term or if not forgotten then Misunderstood and dare I say, overemphasized. Ooh,
0: getting anxious now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, What does this mean? Where could that go, possibly? <laughs> so, what is the real scoop on the Holy Spirit? What unique role does He play in salvation and judgment and redemption? Where is His work manifest within the church and the Christian life? Well, let's begin with the beginning—the fitting place to start, mm, if you ask me. Love it. The beginning, it's right? My Where else place. Do you begin. Well, well unless Christopher you're, Nolan. yeah, I'm gonna the same joke unless you're Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Wow! So wow! Incredible. Yeah. Uh, Genesis 1-2 tells us that as God is just initiating the work of creation, Genesis 1-2, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So here's the first appearance, more or less, that we get in the scripture of the spirit of god of the holy spirit and you get this sense that the spirit is for lack of a better term taming the chaotic void of the heavens and the earth because at this point the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep that is
0: if i can just interrupt you it's like one of the most mysterious and and fascinating things to me that that Mm -hmm. visual like it makes me think of ideas that other philosophies and beliefs have tried to capture with like the concept of of the void or limbo or like the realm of the spheres like Mm -hmm this other place like outside of our known reality or something that, that, like predates the known world. And here we are actually seeing threads of this in scripture.
1: Yeah. Which is something that I think is very interesting to bring up because that's similar, I feel like, not entirely, but in some ways to saying like, oh, lots of cultures have like a flood story. Yeah. Right? Like there does seem to be this common understanding of the history of the world or even prehistoric understanding of the world that, you know, like over the course of time, we would say, you know, like after the Tower of Babel, that got splintered. It got separated. Yeah and so you get these different versions of it but it comes back to the same actual basic reality and in this case the spirit it's an interesting picture that the idea is he is, he's fluttering over this void like a bird oh, wow. as it were you know which comes back later you know the holy spirit descended on jesus like it a does. dove yeah and he acts as an agent of god's creative power and order because it's only after this is described that we read those famous words And God said, let there be light. Oh,
0: I don't think I would often remember this whole momentous ordeal as as a collaborative effort. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, is that what is being suggested here? Like there was this collaborative creation?
1: Yeah. So in Trinitarian theology, you would get that because you have the spirit here hovering over the face of the deep. You have the father at work, but then you have Colossians saying, you know, and John, that all things were created by and through and for Jesus. God, the sun. Right, right. So there is this kind of dynamic interplay yeah. that seems to be happening here. But yeah, we don't often get that because I think we tend to skip over that part. Like the spirit of God <laughs> hovering over the face of the deep because it's just kind of like, it oh yeah. It feels like
0: that's... this like ancient pause button where nothing was happening. And we're yeah. like, this is just where we start. Okay. Now, yeah. go, now go. Right. Yes. Yes.
1: And at this point, apparently the angels are watching this too. Oh because, yeah, exactly. You know, you've got God saying, to Job, where were you when I laid the foundation of the world and the sons of God shouted for joy, like the sons of God in that oh, case being the angels. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of stuff happening here. And the Holy Spirit, whom I think we tend to overlook sure. in this whole process, is clearly very involved. And in fact, the spirit of God in this particular case is kind of what gets the first uh, quote-unquote mention yeah. in that case. So you actually already get a good picture there of the enlightening and transformative work of the Holy Spirit in general because you got verses like Psalm one hundred four thirty, which says, when you send forth your spirit, talking about God, when you send forth your spirit, they are created and you renew the face of the ground. And that's the first thing I think I'd draw out about the Holy Spirit. He is the person of God who applies the creative and recreative work of God to our hearts. All right, so, the same thing that he did in Genesis 1, the same thing that is described for the earth and for the animals in Psalm 104, he does for our hearts. It's the same kind of work. Our hearts are disorderly, they're lost in darkness, they're void of the life of God, they're dead, and the Holy Spirit comes and gives the life and breath of God to us. And interestingly enough, the same word in Hebrew that we translate as spirit could, depending on the context, be translated as breath
0: ah, as well. that's interesting.
1: So, yeah. So, of course, theologians call this whole act regeneration, that's the technical theological term for it. And it's also the kind of thing that Jesus talked about in John chapter three, when he said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit.
0: And th- that's all surprisingly, like, encouraging, maybe, or, or, or reaffirming, because mm-hmm. I think it's so easy for this to feel kind of flighty and vague, the role of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And of course, I know factually that the Holy Spirit works within us, but it feels kind of more wishful than than the kind of concrete belief in the resurrection, for instance. Mm -hmm. Like the transformative work will happen, sure, you know, if I don't (laughs) self-sabotage, you know, if my indwelling sin doesn't win out. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. Um, But but then to remember that the Holy Spirit was heavily involved in like the primordial work of creation. Yeah. Suddenly I have a lot more faith. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, a reassurance in the reality of that transformative work.
1: Yeah, I think there's this sense in which, okay, if he was at work there, yeah. like you're pointing out, if he's at work at that time, in that place, doing those things, then how much more can he do that in me? Exactly. And it's suddenly more, yeah, just everything you said. I can't <laughs> say it that. Like, everything uh. you just said. <laughs> So without the Holy Spirit, the life of God is not in us. We are as formless and void, so to speak, as the chaos before creation began in earnest. Or to say it a little differently, as Paul did, we are spiritually dead. And it takes the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead to raise our dead spirits, which comes back even to that resurrection that you mentioned. It's like the spirit of God is what is applying that to us and making that happen. And so that same spirit will also give life to our mortal bodies. So he will make us spiritually alive now and physically alive again at the resurrection. So, Spirit regenerates us, and we could... (laughs) So, we got into that, you know, I think sometimes the Holy Spirit is overemphasized, and... Right. I think you get some people who get so focused on the Holy Spirit that they actually miss out on what the Holy Spirit is actually meant to do. Okay. Which is to say, yes, the Holy Spirit regenerates us, he applies this work to us, but Jesus said, when the Spirit comes to you, this is in John, his Upper Room Discourse, he will glorify me and teach you all the things that pertain to me so one of the other primary works of the holy spirit is to point us back to the son again to point us back to the person of jesus yeah so he's almost he's like the holy spirit ironically he's not about drawing attention to himself if that makes sense (laughs) you know which i think some people accidentally do they're all about like
0: like this like mystical magic spirit band-aid that does all of these like tricksy things
1: yeah and it becomes more of almost animism and all of these things as opposed to you know oh yeah like he's meant to conform us to the image of Jesus. Right. It gets into this weird vague
0: kind of like a magic catch-all. Yeah, in exactly some, at least in some in some context.
1: Right. And that I think you can get into some danger there where it's like, if you're always talking about the Holy Spirit and that never leads you to talk about what is the Holy Spirit doing? Like, is it applying the work of Jesus to you and conforming you to his image? If it's just the Holy Spirit, something's being missed. Here. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just like, if all you would talk about is the father or all yeah. you would talk about is this, like you, we need all three. Yes. Like there's a reason it's Trinity, you know? Mm, yeah. And so I just say that as a, as a caution, I wanted to throw back to that briefly and then move on to acknowledge that the Holy Spirit does do a lot of things for us and a lot of things in us. So he's not done after he regenerates our hearts and redeems us, so to speak, right? It's the Holy Spirit who empowers us to live the Christian life, for instance. It's the Holy Spirit who makes known to us more and more who God is and his love for us, right? That's what Paul says in Romans 5, where he says the Holy Spirit has poured the love of God into our hearts. That's how we know the love of God. The Holy Spirit pours it into our hearts. Romans 8 tells us it's the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, that we cry, Abba, Father. Romans tells us that it's the Spirit that testifies to the fact that we are now God's children. It's the Spirit who prays for us with groans that are too too deep for words. Yeah. It was the Holy Spirit who carried along the authors of Scripture. That's First Peter, right? So it was the Holy Spirit who was working to inspire and author the words of Scripture through the human authors in the Old and New Testaments. It is the Spirit who is building us into a dwelling place for God himself. It is the Holy Spirit who equips us with our gifts for building up the church. It is the Spirit who brings the reality of Christ's reign to bear in our hearts and our lives. And it is the Spirit who makes Christ known to us, which comes back to my in John 16 there like the spirit wants to glorify Christ right if that that's a weird to talk in those terms but that's what Jesus says in John 16. That is a crash course. Yeah, that's like, (laughs) that's throwing you in there and running through a gauntlet real quick. But um, if you really want to read some awesome books on the Holy Spirit, uh, to really dig into this more, because I think I did say some churches overemphasize it, but then sometimes the Holy Spirit is neglected. Sure. And, you know, forgotten God. I think it's funny that,
0: you know, as I've mentioned repeatedly, a lot of the articles correct thinking. Yeah. Of the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we spent so much time on other topics, on Jesus and that in the role there. And then we get to this point where it's like, Hey, the Holy Spirit's real. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you got it from here. Yeah, that like, this is fine. Like, whoa,
1: like that's you are entrusting us with a lot there, like friends. There's
0: a lot that could go wrong. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a book that I read back in my days at Liberty. If you do want a more in-depth look at this, I've never read The Forgotten God, so I can't attest to sure. You know what it's either. about. But there's a book called, fittingly enough, The Holy Spirit. It's just what's got the okay. Holy Spirit book by Graham Cole, and it's excellent. I just I recommend it if you want a more in-depth look sure. at this particular person of the trinity and once we're uh, out of this article as we are now crash course and all <laughs> we're going to be getting into some other territory that of course god is going to play a role in each of these coming articles but they are not about god per se in the same way that these articles we've covered previously are okay so um as we're going to be getting into the church and forgiveness and end times things and all of that fun stuff mm. it's gonna be fun exciting yes Yes, it is. So that's it. So if you have any questions on that, if you felt like we botched this one, <laughs> if you had other questions, anything else you wanted to follow up with, I'm sure we could do many more episodes on the Holy Spirit. Uh, you can send questions to podcast at horizonschurch.net. You can interact with us on social media. And if you did find this helpful, leave us an honest five-star review. certainly won't hurt. Wherever you listen to podcasts, share it. Mm. We'd be grateful for that. Yes. I'm sure the Holy Spirit pour blessings into your heart. (laughs) I would hope. (laughs) But uh,
0: we don't mean no emphasize.
1: Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you as always for listening. We're always so happy to share this time with you and we'll catch you next time. Mm.